2: many other things, goodbye and smooch, goodnight, bye-bye. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, oh, I'm sorry, whoa. Peacemaker here. Oh, uh, and, and bum-ass Larson. I have not even actually seen Suicide, the Suicide Squad, but I'm, I am I want to see it, and I'm looking forward to the Peacemaker show, and uh, I'm going to try to do a different John Cena gimmick
3: every year now. Alright, alright. I don't know how long that'll last. I, I, uh, Anyways. Broke Corbin was my costume. I even have can of spaghetti well the best thing the about it is
2: the is the top of your head when you show me the top of your head I so cut, yeah you should i shaved my hair in the middle here closer because <laughs> right.
3: his hairline is is slightly more receding than my own so i tried to to get that detail i got the stains on the shirt here Some ketchup mustard
2: it's great it's awesome bum ass corbin it's great uh now that i've done the intro uh, and I, I'm still. I'm going to do this for the SmackDown intro as well. Take it off. You wore it the whole this time thing, for Rampage.
3: That's, that's I too much.
2: I did. I wore it the whole time for Rampage. It's too much. Now I know what. uh, What? Uh, what's his face? Tempest feels like during those Quizmanias. Oh, yeah. I don't know if his cuts into his face the way. In might. look at that.
3: Yeah, I see that. Look, at, look oh, at that marks right there. You do. You do. Anyways,
2: it's a nice shirt though. I like this shirt. I'm going to wear this around. You should. You should wear it out in public. <laughs> you can go to Winco like this. There you go. Hey, Peacemaker. <laughs> Hey, Peacemaker. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, So anyways, uh, yeah, we have the SmackDown review going up. Separate from this, we're going to talk about AEW Rampage in this episode. But first, we got a little bit of news and uh, a a possible career path that you had predicted for Bray Wyatt. Wyndham Rotunda might actually come be coming to fruition. What's going on with
3: Yeah, actually, I was going to save this news for the SmackDown episode, but we can talk about it now. Never
2: mind. I got up your wrong notes. Larson, what are you going to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about (laughs) Ring of Honor
3: fallout from the Ring of Honor uh, (sighs) hiatus-releasing talents. So uh, in a write-up about all that that's going on with Ring of Honor, the hiatus-releasing talents, uh, so on, Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso reported that Ring of Honor is apparently shopping – the Ring of Honor Tape Library, is what Brasso had to say, quote, the Ring of Honor Tape Library is also available. And we'll go to the highest bidder. Uh, ROH has been privately trying to move the library, the Sinclair-owned archive from 2012 on for more than a year. That includes the all-in pay-per-view in September 2018, which was the precursor to AEW. While AEW owns the trademark, it is Ring of Honor that owns the footage. Uh, SI learned that the company is asking for much more than the current market dictates. And while Mm. it once seemed like WWE would be a major factor in pursuit of that tape library, it makes slightly less sense now considering that so many former ROH stars have exited WWE. So it's interesting that it's the archive 2012 onward. Now that includes obviously uh, the time, all the time the elite spent there, Cody, Cody, but that doesn't include Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Punk, Smojo, Joe, and yeah. so on. So that's interesting. Now, what I the first thought I had reading this was, does someone own someone else own the pre Sinclair Ring of Honor tape library?
2: Your guess is as good as mine. I'm yeah. sure there are many people out there who probably know that answer, um, but uh, not I. Um, Yeah, I mean, you would think now, number one, I wonder what uh, much more than the current market dictates means. I mean, you know, obviously when WWE was snapping up all the tape libraries that they could find, the market was uh, probably pretty healthy at that point because they, they were actively doing that. They had a lot of money. They could do that. These days, not. I wonder, I my point is, I wonder if WWE is like the driving force in dictating the market price Could for be. these things. Could be. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like WWE and AEW basically have the lion's share of all that Ring of Honor talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and as far as, as far as All In, I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know if Tony Khan would care about that. I mean, maybe just to have it for historical value. But I mean, that was the show that he went to, I think, to talk to them about, hey, we could do a whole thing. Um, But like, it wasn't his thing. It was like the EVPs thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And on top of that, there's numerous, man, we've joked about this, but there are numerous matches on there that I don't know if they would really want to air. Like, let's say they got a streaming service or let's say because of the Warner connection, HBO max, Mm -hmm. Ended up being similar to how Peacock is for the WWE Network, a yeah, home yeah. for AEW streaming content. I mean, would they cut out the Joey Ryan stuff? Oh yeah, would I would think. I so. mean, would that extend to Tessa's involvement in that in that match with uh, Britt, Chelsea, and uh, Jordan? Yeah, I don't know. Is and it, then
3: and then the, the, the Okada and and, and Squirrel match.
2: There's that as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see. What happens with it? I mean, dude, it's funny because I know Ring of Honor said they they wanted to come back in April. Yeah, the sure. way everybody was talking about it, it sounded like the death of a company. Um, because it seems clear that they're going to be changing things. Yeah, going forward yeah. with all these contracts they're releasing, yeah. and terminating and whatnot. Uh, it, it it's it's I think it's probably easy to speculate that if they do come back, it'll be on a on a per appearance type situation. Yeah, that seems to
3: be the indication that, that rather than having contracted wrestlers you know, for the promotion, it'll be, you know, a a per appearance basis.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you said, you know, so many of those guys that were in WWE, like the NXT 1.0 crew that, you know, you could have had all that tape on.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean, 2012 Mm -hmm. onwards, you get Steen, you get Generico, you get Adam Cole, you know, yeah. Uh, obviously, the young bucks, Kenny, Cody, his brief time mm-hmm.
2: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you would think you would think that AEW, if anybody would want it, it'd be them. You would think so. I just wonder, you know, if if look, you can have the the price be whatever you want it to be. If the market ain't there for it, if, you know, if if nobody's biting, that price is going to be driven down. I think so. And if WWE's not out there trying to snatch it uh and AW's like yeah I'll take it but at a bargain cuz mm-hmm. I don't really want I don't need or we don't need it
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: who knows what's going to happen that'll be interesting to see what happens with Ring of Honor and all the great great talent that's there yes. hopefully they all find uh, good homes yeah. uh, different places Hope so. Hope um, so. AW Rampage went down tonight with uh, another another match that just it's 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 solidifying Brian Danielson's case for Wrestler of the Year yeah. at this point. Without a doubt. Or, I mean,
3: um, there's three matches. They're all fun. They're all good. Yeah. You know, um, they set up potentially. Uh, I didn't mean to derail the conversation because we'll speak highly of Brian Danielson here in a second. Um, they're potentially setting up CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Who mm. doesn't want to see that? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fun show. I mean, it's, it's a breezy one hour. It's a bummer that it's such a bad time slot. So more people don't watch it, at least live. I don't know what the, the D V R numbers are. Um, but this is this is probably one of the better episodes of Rampage, top to bottom.
2: Just because it had so much good wrestling. Exactly. It, you know? Um and uh, yeah, I mean I understand, dude. It's not it, they don't they don't move story necessarily there's no heavy story beats on Rampage, largely because of the audience, I would imagine. Um, it wasn't live, so they're not gonna do that stuff. Any heavy story beats are gonna be on live episodes. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, but yeah, that being said. Uh, if you want, you know, it's it's it is still more on par with what's going on on Dynamite than what's happening on Dark and Elevation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, besides the, the the Danielson Eddie Kingston match, the the setup for Kingston versus Punk. I mean, it's that they're it, I it's funny because I I do see plenty of criticism about how Punk is being utilized. You and I are both really into it. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's fantastic that he's like. You know, doing the hey, I'm old and I'm trying to get back into the swing of things here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie Kingston versus him. I mean, I my only hope they don't give they don't just relegate their feud to a couple of quick video package promos. They let them get in the ring face to face and just say what they're gonna say. I know. I know.
3: <clears throat> um I would that, that'll love maybe to help, help that. get punk out of the, the 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 we're still in a little bit of the happy to be here phase for for Phil. Um yeah. And you know, step in in the ring opposite Eddie, not necessarily to wrestle at first, but mm-hmm. just to to spar verbally. That yeah. could be great, you know. That could be great.
2: Yeah, I don't necessarily see. You know, it would the way they booked Eddie Kingston. I don't know that Eddie Kingston is booked stronger than on par with Darby Allen, who Punk beat. Um, He's booked stronger, certainly, than Matt Seidel. Who's another guy? Uh, Hobbs. Punk He's he's booked. He's he's booked stronger than Hobbs. Um, Bob Fish. Bob Fish, yeah. So this will be an outstanding match, and I fully expect Punk to go over, but it's going to be a battle. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an absolute battle. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was really good. The main event was tons of fun. It was. It was a what was it a trick or treat? What was it? A, a,
3: it's a street fight, yeah. A Halloween street fight. Yeah, a street fight. Or fight. Trick yeah, or street fight. Maybe they called it the same thing that SmackDown did. I don't recall.
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I know there was. A, I don't know. Anyways, it was Britt Baker versus Abaddon. Mm-hmm. Really fun Tons stuff. Tons of fun. Doing the whole uh, you know horror. I, I really wish Abaddon would make it on cable TV a bit more. Same, same.
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie dot com. That's A.N.G.I. dot com.
3: But since I derailed the, the, the praise we were about to bestow upon one Brian Danielson, let's get back to that. Man, uh, just a killer,
2: killer match with him and Eddie Kingston. I mean, this is something that everybody's looking forward to. One of our good friendos here in chat, Rozzy, was talking earlier during our GTA stream saying, man, I can't wait for you guys to see Rampage and all. I won't say anything else. I was like, what are you talking about? And it was this match.
3: Mm-hmm. This
2: match was, actually, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, Daniel Bryan, was, uh, Bryan Danielson was just beat to hell.
3: Yeah, he had hamburger That chest
2: of his was a mess. And, uh, man, I mean, somebody mentioned in chat makes all the sense in the world. Ryan Danielson for Wrestler of the Year. We're only uh, what two months away from uh, making that decision. I well, think you know, that. More like, a, raw.
3: more like a yeah, about two months. I guess you're right. My math was off. Two months is right. I know, and he's got a lot of stiff competition, even within his mm-hmm. own company. Oh yeah, sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's it's but yeah, it, and since he de- debuted in AEW early September, every match is an event for people who yeah, like right. pro wrestling. You know. Yeah. And it's yeah. must see at this juncture. And, uh, Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be interesting assuming uh, – well, I guess he's in the finals now. Um, uh, his match against Mox in the finals is is going to be something else because he's going to be facing off with a new super violent Mox. Perhaps maybe a Mox in the midst of a, a bit of a heel turn maybe. And, you know, as we've been kind of debating back and forth. Danielson's chances of winning said tournament and facing probably – Hank man page for the title, or they can go super violent Mox, Maybe kind of heel Mox to be the first opponent for Page after beating Omega. Uh, I mean, if 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 this match against Kingston is is anything uh, what we could expect against Mox, it's. I feel bad for Brian Daniels's chest. That's
1: gonna it's
3: be gonna like be... PCO levels of bruised up, like when he has a match against Walter, man.
2: It is going to be interesting if they try to tell what the difference is going to be. Mox's matches have been incredibly quick. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the same for orange Cassidy, although I don't think it's going to go 15 minutes. Um, I do think that's going to be a bit different. Uh, Danielson versus a uh, uh, mox. It'll be interesting how violent that match gets. This was an incredibly physical, yes. incredibly violent match. Yes. Um, I fully expect us to see. I'm trying to think of the last time we saw uh, Brian Danielson bleed. Uh, has he bled in AEW? No. I don't know. He hasn't. No. And I don't remember the last time he bled in yeah, WWE. Don't recall. Don't recall. But that's going to happen in that mox. Match. I mean, that's what they're setting up. Everybody, everybody bleeds in the mox matches yeah. these days. Yeah, he opens up everybody. Um, So, I'm, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be. That's going to be probably Mox's best match maybe we've ever seen. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Um, Because that's just what what Brian Danielson brings these days.
3: Yep, yep. Well, let's dive right into it. Show kicked off with Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, Danielson was working Eddie's arm early. They trade some headbutts. Brian tries to go back to the arm. Instead, Eddie hits a dropkick. Neckbreaker gets him a two. and Throughout the match, Eddie is just chopping the hell out of Danielson's chest. It is literal hamburger by the time the match closes. It's just bruised and there's lacerations on it from all the chops. Yeah. Um, so uh, Brian low bridges Eddie out of the ring, follows with a sliding drop kick. He's looking for a running knee off the apron. Instead, Eddie punches him on the way down, hits with a to suplex on the floor. Brian barely beats the 10 count, and Eddie starts working over uh, Danielson's neck. Um, he's, at one point, he's looking for a superplex. Uh, Danielson turns that into a super belly-to-belly for himself. Uh, Eddie goes for a half-and-half. Brian escapes that hits a head kick, some yes kicks. He goes for the D+. And as he's doing that, Eddie just collapses. So Danielson Mm -hmm. gets on top of Eddie with some ground and pound, locks on to Fujiwara armbar. Uh, Eddie powers up, hits uh, Danielson with a DDT. He goes for an enziguri. Danielson must have been watching Arn Anderson block black masses. He threw that forearm (laughs) up, blocked the kick, hits a forearm. Eddie responds with a back fist. And Eddie's going over to cover. Yeah, And then Danielson locks on a triangle. Mm-hmm. and Eddie tries to power him up. He can't, and then uh, Danielson starts hitting elbows on him, mm-hmm. and he, he, he pauses for a bit, and Eddie throws up the middle finger, and mm-hmm. uh, Danielson just cranks on that triangle with some more forearms, and Eddie just passes out. Yeah, man. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Fantastic. That
2: back, that back fist was gnarly. It dude. was vicious. It, it vicious. was vicious, and he just collapsed. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was
3: great stuff. So we go to commercial. We come back, and afterwards they show that during the commercial break, uh, Danielson offered his hand to, to Eddie, Eddie didn't shake it. He walked out of the ring yeah. and his foul mood would continue as he went backstage and interrupted CM Punk trying to do an interview.
2: Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he, he, he's talking about just some sort of pithy stuff. He says, yeah, Halloween's my favorite holiday. And then you just hear in the background, Eddie chirping, chirping, chirping. And I love this because it moves from one scene to, to another, and it's just it's fluid, and so he comes in and he compare. He's all complaining about losing. He walks up to Punk. He's like, "What do you think is so funny?" Because it's like you know, Eddie's walking around. He's got his singlet like pulled down, and he's just in a rage. And you know, obviously, it's gonna be kind of funny. So uh, they start John, John, John. Eddie's escorted out. Punk asks him, "Oh, you want to go to sleep again? You want to go to sleep again? I just saw what happened. I'm disappointed in you, Eddie. Be professional." Oh, it was so good. So good. Yeah, and he just, it looked like he wanted to laugh the whole time. He did look like crap. he wanted to laugh the whole time. That is going to be a physical match. That's going to be a lot of
3: fun. It is going to be a lot of
0: fun.
1: The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right.
3: Uh, After that, we had Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin, uh, their third bout. Uh, This match, again, a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Seidel doing what he could to try to ground the high flyer, Dante Martin. Uh, In the end, though, it was not enough. Dante, uh, down the stretch, hits one of those massive sunset flips he does. Those things are amazing. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. uh, Hits the head scissors and basically jumps up and stomps Seidel. while Seidel is standing upright on his collarbones so he he like he leapt you know a good four and a half feet in the air Mm -hmm. it was amazing yeah it was crazy so that gets him another two Uh, Seidel goes up top Uh, Dante shoves him off and Seidel ends up hitting a ron on Dante get him off the top rope that gets him a two Uh, Seidel goes for a lightning spiral Dante escapes that he kind of trips up Seidel hits a double springboard moonsault to get the win
2: yeah yeah fun match Uh, after that so, this is generally my favorite part of uh, Rampage, the Mark Henry interview. And of course, this week it was special because on one side of the screen, it's always a split screen, you have Abaddon. And then on the other, of course, Britt Baker and her crew. And so Henry asks Abaddon a question about the match, and she just goes, and spits up blood oh, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> he says, Well, I guess Abaddon has no comment. Uh, Britt. Uh, uh, uh what wh- what do you have to say about that? And she says as a hardcore legend. I'm cool with no DQ matches. Plus, I brought a couple of zombies with me, and this is Rebel and uh, and, and, and Jamie, Jamie Hader. Hader. With, they got know. the makeup on, yeah. yeah. And then Abaddon leaves, and she's like, "Wait, where'd she go? Where'd she go?" And then Henry's like, "All right, well, uh, I guess the time for talking's done. Time for the main event." Yeah,
3: it was pretty. It great. was pretty funny. It stuff, was pretty yeah. great. And that was our main event: Britt Baker versus Abaddon. Uh, early on, Abaddon hits the stunner. Britt rolls out of the ring, and then Rebel and Jamie set up a table, pull a table out from the ring and set it up. Go to commercial, come back. Uh, uh, Abaddon's in control. She sets up a chair in the corner, but then Brit sends her into it. Uh, Jamie and Rebel pull Abaddon onto the table. Abaddon fights them off. She gets on the apron, brings Brit out there with her, and then Brit hits Abaddon with a swinging neckbreaker on top of the table. The table doesn't break, though. Nope. This kind of undertaker. hit it slide right off so Britt tries yeah. to break the table suplexes abaddon onto it still it doesn't just, break just falls out yeah
2: and then it's funny because like you could see underneath and like typically like you know these things are are are, are gigged they're uh gimmicked, uh, uh, gimmicked yeah and uh, this did not look like anybody had touched this table at all no no so it's very strong yeah
3: uh so then so they're selling that then abaddon does like the the, the undertaker sit-up thing where mm-hmm, she just yeah. right up so she gets up, she goes around to around the corner and grabs a bag from under the ring, dumps it out mm. in the ring, is filled with thumbtacks. So Britt is looking to hit like an STO on the thumbtacks. Abaddon blocks that. Abaddon's looking for a DDT on the tacks. Uh, Britt blocks that. She runs the ropes and runs, Britt does, right into an urinagi onto the tacks.
0: Mm-hmm. Abaddon
3: covers, Britt kicks out. Abaddon covers again, Britt kicks out again. So then Jamie Hayter slides a chair into the ring Britt picks it up, throws it at Abaddon's head, then wraps her neck, or tear around the ne- her neck, stomps it, mm-hmm. which looked, oh, that looked awful. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, apparently, no, Abaddon, really, yeah, did, yeah. apparently Abaddon was fine because she popped right back up. No sold it, yeah, completely. It was while, great. while Britt's getting the glove, and so Britt hits her with a super kick, Puts a bunch of tacks in her mouth, hits another super kick, and then she's looking for the lockjaw, and she's about to put the, her hand in Abaddon's mouth and, and then thinks twice about it. <laughs> Abaddon's
2: like, <laughs> yeah. And then Abaddon. <laughs> bite it, and she grabs the hand and bites it anyways. Was great.
3: It was so good. Yeah, it was right. So then Rebel and Jamie get on the apron to distract Abaddon, and then Britt ends up rolling up Abaddon on the thumbtacks to get the win. Fun bout. And just runs out of there. She yeah. gets the hell out of it there. It was a fun yeah. bout. It's, it, yeah, it's a bummer that Abaddon's not on, uh, on, uh, not on uh, Dynamite. Or Rampage more often.
2: I know. I wonder. I mean, I don't know. We're not there. We don't know what. Maybe they just feel like the gimmick only goes so far. She needs to freshen up the wrestling skills. I don't know. I honestly yeah, I don't. don't. I'm just throwing that out there as one idea. We're not there backstage. We're not a camera crew on roads to the top. So we don't know what's going on backstage. Um, Michael Sodope says it's because she's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not a gimmick. Oh, man. Um So, yeah, uh, if anybody in the Twitch chat has any questions about tonight's Rampage or the Ring of Honor news we talked about earlier, be sure to load us up uh, before we sign off here. David Matushek here on the Patreon, which, by the way, it is the 29th. You have two days to get your uh, Patreon. If you want, if you want, the Friendo Care Package, which has the Going In Raw comic book, full-color story featuring Stephen Larson and a tale that could only be told in the... Pages of a comic book because it would be too expensive.
3: $4 billion easily,
2: a movie. Easily. It's our, it's all right, but we'll sign it for you and give it to you. Um, for $20 on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we also have bonus content there, and it's ad-free in the audio realm if you uh, hit us up on patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. $5 a month uh, will get you our bonus shows and our regular show, you can import the RSS feed to whatever podcast app you use. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's all ad free. Another you know, commercial that we run here on the show. Uh, if you want the show ad free, a little bit cheaper with no bonus content, you can get that as well. The full show, no bonus content, $3 a month going in rod.supercast.tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how you can get the show ad free. A couple questions here. First up, Maggie says, How many dubs does Peacemaker rate each match? And how many spaghetti cans does Corbin rate the matches tonight? Well, I got to put my peacemaker put helmet on. For that I'll, one.
3: I'll, while you do that, uh, first of all, anybody out there lend me a hand? Just $20. Anything, please, so I can stop eating spaghetti out of the can. Speaking of cans, Danielson versus Eddie, I give four and one half can of, uh, of spaghetti. I thought it was really great. Now that I give give the match a high score, can you give me $20, please?
2: Corbin, no. Nobody's giving you anything, Corbin. Uh, I give Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston exactly 4.75 doves. Uh, Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin. High-flying action, three and three-quarter stars. Abaddon versus Britt Baker. Fun horror gimmick, three and a half stars.
3: Yeah. Good job. Uh, Miku, if you could choose a current AEW wrestler to annihilate Cody Island, excuse me, who would you choose? I feel like that um, wrestler is stuck on Cody Island currently, and that is Malachi Black. Yeah, he can't seem to get
2: off. And mm-hmm. I like Andrade. Just he, like, just he just went over there. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to take a, a yacht over to Cody Island and hang out there and tear it all over the place. David Matuszek. Here on Patreon says, well, "What would Mox's first act as a heel in AEWB if they AEWB if they pull the trigger?" So I actually don't think that Mox is actually a heel. I feel like he's more akin to you know they call Suzuki Murder Grandpa, mm-hmm. he's just Murder Dad. Mm-hmm. I think that he is because he it's not like he cheats, he just comes in and he brutalizes people. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's not really a heel. Like it's a no, heel more if, if if you're just outwardly. Dastardly, you know? Yeah. Uh but if in the ring uh you keep it clean, even if you're brutalizing people, you're just a really vicious guy, not really a heel or a face.
3: Yeah, he'll have to do something pretty pretty nasty to somebody to 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 solidify himself as heel if that's the direction they go. You're right. Uh flats, Miro seems to be on ice till after full gear. Who's his first feud back? He gets that title back from Sammy. <sighs> You know, Miro,
2: I feel, I kind of think that was the t- the title change had to have been a necessity. That had to have been a necessity. I just don't understand why. I mean, it's not like Sammy's not doing anything with it, really. Like, he, there's no reason for him to have it. Mm-mm. Miro's entire reason for being was that title because mm-hmm. it was. It was it was basically a gift from God. Mm-hmm. It was validation from God mm-hmm. that he is the man. He's the chosen one. He's the best, yeah. Um, It would make sense for him to get it back. It yeah. absolutely would make sense for him to get it back. Totally. But if they give him a little bit of a road before that, I would love to see Malachi uh, versus Miro. I think that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, And I'll be honest with you. A short stint, a short successful stint on Cody on Island. Cody
3: Island. He would be. Uh, Miro would be a good uh, individual to destroy Cody Island.
2: He would need to win everything he did there
3: in dominating fashion. Yeah,
2: yeah, yes. Yeah.
3: No overbooked matches. It's just destruction. Uh, White Brownie with Brian Danielson already having three bangers. Which top WWE wrestler would you like to see in AEW would have a similar run? Seth freaking Rollins,
2: Tyler freaking Black, yep. yeah, yep. That's that's the answer. I, I think that there is so much. He is probably one of their, not probably, he is one of their best wrestlers. I would love to see what he could do, sort of outside the WWE mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great. agreed.
3: Agreed. Uh, Rozzy, with Eddie versus Brian being as good as it was, where do you see Brian versus Mox going? More violent. More vicious.
2: I guess. I guess it'd have to be more violent, more vicious. It'd have to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner asks, "Who's going to give Punk his first loss?" MJF is my guess on that. Yeah,
3: one. that seems like a good guess. That seems like a good guess. Uh, Doctor Lipkin's Orange Cassidy has had a lot of success on AEW after blowing up online. Danhausen is over, is also super over online. How do you think AEW would use Danhausen? Well, I think they like they, like with Orange Cassidy. They saw what worked for him in the independence, focused on that. As time went on, they add they add a bit more dimension to the character, and I think it's done wonders for him.
2: Um, Put him in best friends. Just put him with those guys. Just do that. Although he's got a good thing going in uh, before Ring of Honor stopped being Ring of Honor. Uh, the PCL stuff that I saw was pretty damn funny. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe just let him do his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> the t- leader of the Dark Order would be good.
3: Oh, that's the,
2: the new Exalt—that
3: would be one. interesting.
2: <laughs> I could, I could.
3: I don't know if I could see it, but I'd love to see it. Uh, Dark Dank Lucha, Steve Larson. What's your ideal scenario regarding the fate of Ring of Honor? You don't have to mention wrestlers to a place, mm-hmm. but instead, you want to have them absorbed into another company, regress to a smaller level in their next phase, etc. I kind of want Impact to make a serious move uh, for all of it. I, I don't want to see Ring of Honor go out of business simply because then it's one less place for wrestlers to go and work and earn money professional wrestling. Yeah. Also, Ring of Honor's got... a, a that Their legacy as a company is pretty rich and mm-hmm. pretty vast. And mm-hmm. while what they've done in the past will never go away, it would still be a bummer to see that brand either go out of business or be folded into some other promotion. So, I mean, ideally you'd like to see it reconstituted in some form. It seems going to be much like it's going to be smaller. Um, you know, if they're not going to pay contracted wrestlers, um, you know, but if it could be on, you know, there's several mid-sized independent promotions who do shows on, on like YouTube or stream on fight TV. And if they could survive on that level and, and, and and, and try to redevelop, and bring in new talent and bring prominence to that brand again. That would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, look if they could if they could somehow find a way. The thing about Ring of Honor is that they just, for all the talent they had, they can never capture that buzz. Mm-hmm. Like GCW came in, mm-hmm. and man, they have really, really just captured the zeitgeist when it comes to independent wrestling. Yep, and. In a way that Ring of Honor just had a really hard time doing. I think a lot, of, a lot of it did have to do with presentation. Um, I mean, the DIY aesthetic of GCW I think is a very appealing thing. You know, everybody wants to be a part of something that just seems organic and, and, and ground level. Yeah. And Ring of Honor just it was not that. Um, but if they can figure out a way to operate on a GCW business level. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure out a way to capture some buzz though, you know, and maybe a fresh start, a relaunch um is is enough to get people curious and at least check it out um to try to support. And with that first show back, whatever it is, has to be a doozy. It's gotta be a really good yes, one yes. to get people coming back. And you can't have, I mean, that was my main issue with Ring of Honor, is just the presentation was so corny. It just it looked it just, it was, there was nothing compelling about it. And sometimes what you wrap it in really does matter.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Um, And uh, it's like the, the, the energy and excitement of GCW, even when they're running one of their shows and it's entirely backlit by like outside by the the outdoors venue by the sun. And it's, it's still, it's got that like urge sense of urgency, urgency to it. The ring of honor just lacked. Um, If they can capture, I'm not saying rip off GCW and all of a sudden your, your font is all, is all like, you know, grungy or whatever, but, uh, but certainly bring some sense of urgency to, Mm -hmm. to what you're doing. And maybe, yeah, I mean, they've talked about reimagining the product and that's what they need to do. I mean, I think that's why they blew up in the, in, in 2002, 2003, 2004. Is because it had like when you go back and look at that old stuff, it has that feel to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not quite ECW or CCW, but it's got that like low res feel to it. Yeah, yeah, you know,
3: yeah, it definitely, it definitely did. Uh, Fluffy Canuck, kind of similar to White Brownie's question: Who in WWE actively watches AEW? I'd be surprised if a lot of of, of W wrestlers didn't watch AEW.
2: I don't know what their rest, what their watching habits are.
3: Well, I don't know I either. Mean, I would,
2: I would, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they all, they all just like prefer playing. It's like, ah, got enough wrestling. Maybe don't need this be. stuff. It
3: could be it's entirely you know?
2: possible. I don't. I mean, I, I don't really watch a whole lot of wrestling YouTube content. Like you know, like friends of ours. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but uh, I don't. know. Maybe they do.
3: Maybe. Uh, if they're, I,
2: I would suggest people who are disgruntled with WWE, they're probably definitely watching AEW. Yeah. yeah, they're
3: doing some, some advanced scouting on, on perspective. Yeah, but
2: like, okay, White Brady brings up Corbin. Corbin ain't watching AEW. I don't think he's watching AEW. That dude, he has got to be thrilled with his role in WWE. Thrilled oh, yeah. with his role there. Yeah. So why would he
3: watch? He dislikes wrestling. If he likes wrestling, he'll just watch wrestling.
2: Dark Tank Lucha says, I will say one of my favorite wrestling shows was the one and only Ring of Honor show I went to in April 2017 or 18 in Columbus called Masters of the Craft. I got to see the NWA title defended. Flip Gordon literally flipped from the ring into the second level of fans. I think I remember that. And it was so lit and engaging. Plus, I shared a beer with Silas Young and almost watched Matt Taven and Vinny almost smack up a fan. All right. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Mysterious. 619 says, I feel like people say all in AEW is the downfall of Ring of Honor. But in my opinion, NXT 1.0 could be mentioned too. Basically became what old school Ring of Honor mm-hmm. was and felt like a completely different product than main roster because Triple H was in, in control instead of Vince. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really good point. That's a good point. That, that's a very good point, yeah. But, point. I mean, given that up until AEW, Ring of Honor essentially had the bigger stars that went to AEW, I think that's why I feel like it was AEW
3: that put them in the ground. Yeah, you could probably point to several things probably to several things. Uh, Bear Winning, remember, Ring of Honor was used as a venue for the final showdown of Randy the Ram, Robinson, and the Ayatollah. That's historic right there. That
2: is a historic match. Yeah, we uh, potentially saw a man die in the ring there. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Our SmackDown review should be up shortly. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.